Welcome to Super Entrepreneurs Podcast. Today we have with us Sue MacArthur. 47 million plus Americans have voluntarily quit their jobs in the last two years. The majority cite the lack of job satisfaction as the main reason for quitting. As companies work hard to fill their many vacant positions, they find themselves in a difficult situation. Welcome, Sue. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, I'm glad to have you on the show. So tell us more about what, what you do exactly. At Strategic Talent Management, we solve people challenges. And everybody's got people challenges, which is great for business, but very frustrating for employers and something that isn't really taught in business school programs is how to deal with people challenges, how to effectively interview and select people, how to run an effective performance management program. What do your employees really need? These are things that are often missing in standard curriculums. We step in and help particularly small to mid-sized businesses solve those challenges. So right now, like for example, some companies like Indeed or other platforms where they would just go find someone, interview them, bring them on, but not have the strategies behind making sure that the journey is appreciated on both sides. And that's where you step in. And sometimes it is just in the selection process itself, finding those people and having a structured interview and screening process that's really effective and really is meaningful and appropriate for your organization. Every company is different, just like every person is different. And finding someone who not only fits the job and the technical skills, but fits the culture of the organization can be very tricky. Mm -hmm. So we can mm -hmm. offer assistance in structuring the selection process in a way that really gets to, is this person a good fit for us? So like a custom solution per business. Correct. Yes. Yes. So is there a standard go-to question when you're interviewing someone that we may not be aware of and your experience that you could share with us, say, you know what, always make sure you cover uh, these points. Is there something like that you could share? There's no one magic question, yeah. but one that I like to ask to really get to that question of fit is... Yeah. What are you looking for in the next step of your career? What is the what does the ideal situation look like for you? But on the flip side, what do you want to avoid? And if that person starts describing your organization when or this position when they're talking about what they want to avoid, and they often do, that's a red flag. That is a sure indicator that this isn't a good fit. Maybe they have all the technical skills in the world. But you have a, an organization that, you know, it's a bunch of workaholics and you stay late and you work weekends. And this person is saying, I want work-life balance. Oh, and <laughs> I understand what you mean. I want to be able yes. to leave at three o'clock in the afternoon to go to my kid's yeah. baseball game. <laughs> I want my Fridays off. <laughs> and there are some companies who work very effectively with that kind of culture. But there, 
there are a lot of companies that don't work that way. And you need to make sure that you're finding the right people and being honest upfront about your expectations and what your company's all about saves everybody a lot of time and heartache. Too often we go into sales mode. We want everyone to like us. So yeah. we are selling that candidate on the opportunity without giving them a really clear picture of what they're mm. getting into. So their expectations are way up high and then they walk in the door and the most common reason people give me when I ask them why they're looking for a new position is it just wasn't what I expected. Mm. It almost always comes down to a matter, not always, but quite often comes down to a matter of expectations. Their yeah, expectations so of the company and the role were different than what they were perhaps presented or had assumed. Mm -hmm. It's like how when we tend to please people, for example, so when we, in the interview, in that environment, we just say, hey, you're a great fit. Let's start this, right? But not doing the actual work that is necessary at that time, having the right structure, for example, to ensure that we're not wasting either time, the employer or the employee. And we can get blinded by our... On, we can get blinded by our own bias. When we come across someone who behaves like we do, yeah. for example, if you're an outgoing and friendly person and you meet another outgoing and friendly person, you forget about you everything tend else. to like them no matter what's under the surface. Yeah. <laughs> They're terrific. Yeah. We love them. Let's yeah, hire yeah, them yeah. right you're now. You're a perfect candidate. <laughs> One piece of advice I can give to employers is be aware of your bias understand that you will naturally gravitate to people who are similar to you, but aren't necessarily the best fit for the role or for the team. Do you find that uh, that awareness is lacking? It can be, yes. Yeah. And we often have aha moments with our clients when we point that out to them. And yeah. they, it's once they hear that, it's easy for them to understand it. But I even slip into it sometimes. There, are, I get off of interviews and I'm so excited. And then I take a more objective look and think it through and say, oh, I really shouldn't have been that excited. Yeah. <laughs> or we'll Stop. assess them and they just are not a good fit for the culture of the organization we're looking at them for. That can happen. And is this something that, for example, small size, medium sized business, do you find that when you approach them, is this something that they actually thought about doing? Or do you find, do you find some businesses, they go online, they download a structure and they use those structures without thinking, hey, do we need a custom solution, custom structure for our business? Do you find that that happening as well? Yes, there are a lot of tools out there and a lot of free resources, and they can be a wonderful guide. But sometimes if you take something off the shelf, there can be elements of it that are excellent. But is it really the right solution for you? I'll give you an example. I have a client, very relaxed, very open, very friendly, just if I wasn't working where I'm working, I'd want to go work for them. They're terrific. They're just a lot of fun. It's a big family. But they wanted a written job application. So they found one online and they started using it. And I looked at this thing and it was 
the lawyers got a hold of this thing and there was disclosure after disclosure and all of these statements like if, if you give false information on this application, it was just pages of legalese and the impression that was giving, and it was the first impression for many of their candidates was, this is a place where they're going to have their thumb on me all the time and we're not going to yeah. have any thumb at all. Now, there were elements in that application form that were perfectly appropriate, but it was not a reflection in its entirety of the culture of that organization and was giving a very different impression of the company than what the reality was. So things like that, just being more mindful of when you find a tool, it's often not the best choice to just take it in its entirety and say, okay, this is what we're doing. Use it as a guide yeah. for sure, but really think about, does this reflect us? Yeah, because you could just imagine the amount of time and money can be wasted if you're making the wrong selection, right? On both ends. And bad hires are very expensive. Yeah. And yeah. for key leadership roles or highly technical roles, it can be multiples of the annual salary that it costs you to have to replace them. So Just how does this process look when someone approaches you guys? Is it something that they go through a free consultation or is it if, do they fill out a form on your website? Like, how does that look? I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you at all. Oh, no problem. Can you hear me now? I can. Sorry. Okay. No, it's okay. No, sorry. No, no problem at all. My question was, what was my question? Oh, wow. Well. I don't know. Blank going. I wish I could tell you because then I could Yeah, you could hear it. No, I couldn't hear it. I could see your mouth moving, but I couldn't hear the question. Oh, yeah. I was saying the process for someone to get in touch with your user service, do they actually go to a website to fill out a questionnaire or is it like a free consultation that they book a call? Like, how does it work? They can certainly contact us. There is a form on our website where they can reach out to us or they can give us a call. And the first step would be to have a conversation about what are the people challenges that they're facing or they think they're facing? Because sometimes people come to us with a perception of what their needs are. But when we dig a little deeper, there's a different issue there. But the first step in working with us is to do a culture and management study, which is where we assess all of the key leaders in the organization. And in some cases, the next generation of leadership, those they might want to develop to become leaders. And we build the cultural picture of the organization. What are their collective values? What is the general mm. leadership style? What And build out benchmarks of the kinds of people who will best fit in this organization. And that can be a valuable tool to use in many applications, not just hiring. We use that to I was just build thinking that leadership development programs. And it really helps us drill into what do your people assets look like and where might there be holes that could be filled in future hires? Is that culture what the founder or the owner wants it to be or expected it to be? And if it's not, how do we shift that culture in some way? What is the target? So it's really the basis of all of the work that we do so that disconnect could also cause a loss there because when you have that alignment, it makes all 
departments, all angles of the business better. And we're never looking for people to be going in lockstep. Too much cohesion is not a good thing either because then you have collective blind spots as well as assets. But it does build a picture of what the key elements are to be successful in that organization and to really fit. It's that big question of fit. And when we're assessing the key people already there, it allows us to say, here are the assets you have on your team. Here's where certain people could use some investment and development to make them better leaders, to make them more well-rounded leaders, and to have a greater impact on the organization. So it's a powerful tool for us in all of the work that we do. And do you find, do you find that when you're actually doing this work with the business, are they finding it a huge difference in, for example, savings and time saving by not hiring the wrong? Is there some kind of stat behind it that from your experience from working with companies that you found that when they work with you, they see an improvement of this much percentage, right? Is there some kind of a research you have done on this? We haven't done any research recently. We have some anecdotal evidence. We have clients who say they will never hire without running people through our assessments because we have one client that calls it the soul scanner. I'm not sure. That's awesome. But what... But what we do know is that it has significantly increased the success rate for our clients and hires. And our goal is for them over time to be able to see that themselves, see some of these key indicators for success in the early stages of the interview process before they ever get to the assessment so that they're not wasting their time, so that we're not giving them disappointing news that, hey, this candidate is probably not the one that you want to go with or here are some significant issues. It's not always a, in fact, it's rarely a yes or no um, situation when we're doing a hiring assessment. It's much more often in your next interview, these are the things you should be asking about. These are the concerns. And if you get the right answers to these questions, then go ahead, it's a good bet. But you really need to dig deeper into these particular issues. And do you also help like the candidate side of things? Do you help candidates do a better job in interviews and getting hired? We don't work for on the candidate side. We work for companies who have people challenges that they need help solving. It's, It's not always hiring. Sometimes it can be succession. We work with a lot of small businesses where, say, the founder is looking at retirement within a few years and wants to know, is there anyone in the organization that is has the capacity to be oh. my successor, is junior up to the job. <laughs> it's how we often describe it. There's often family members involved in that. So we can help them determine oh, wow. if the people they have in mind as their successors have that capacity. And if so, wow. what do they need to be able to step up to the plate? How can we get them ready for that role? Oh, interesting. So someone spent their life building a business, right? And they want to retire. Now, who do they hand it over to? They don't want to just give it to the son, for example. You want to make sure the son is going to take it somewhere, right? So you could come in, do your thing, and mm-hmm. find out if it's a good candidate or what needs to be worked on. And we can provide the training and the leadership development to help make that happen. So, oh, so you provide the training as well yeah. to help with the we, improvement. We do training and development and leadership coaching as well. 
So really the full spectrum of solving people challenges. We, we do human resources support, particularly for small businesses that don't have in-house human resources. We can provide that technical expertise. So really, if you think of a people challenge somebody might have in business, we probably have a way to help. Oh, cool. That's great. Can you share with us what your innermost superpower is that got you to this point in life? Oh, my innermost superpower. I, I think in general, I like to be a problem solver. So this is a good place for me to be. Nice. And I've always been attracted to the people side of business from my early years right out of college. It was always more of the human resources side of things and what makes people tick, what makes some people successful and others not so successful? And how can one person be wildly successful in one environment and a complete failure in another? And you know, you think you about find? athletes. Some all-stars are all-stars for a particular team, and then they think the grass is greener on the other side, and they, they make a trade, and then their career fizzles. What makes that happen? Why do some people so thrive in certain environments and fail in others? Yeah. Did you find something over the years, like with your experience, do you have something that you can share what the cause is? But really is that matter of fit. There are certain people that fit in, in different environments. I'll give you Envi another environment matters. We had two open positions in the same market that were virtually the same job, but two very different corporate cultures. One was very creative, not really into rules and structure. The other was very much structured and procedures, and we have a system and a way of doing things. That meant that there were certain candidates we could recommend to one, but not the other. The exact same technical skills were needed for both roles, for both companies, but the type of person was very different. Mm. And we knew that people who were highly structured would not survive in that highly creative and there are no yes. rules kind of environment that would make them crazy. Right. And that's an example of why it's so it's important to look at fit and not just the technical part of the program. Yeah, because you can slip into a position without knowing when you don't have this awareness. And I think we've all in our careers had a moment where we've maybe taken a new job or gotten involved with a new organization. And in our gut, we know pretty quickly this is not the right place for me. This is not a good fit. And we can't often define that or describe it, but we know it's there. Yeah, true. So that's a powerful tool to be able to measure that. Oh, yeah, for sure. I appreciate the time, Sue. This is wonderful what you're doing, helping businesses find the right people. And also making sure, because it's both ends too, right? The candidate, you don't want to waste their time either. I know they'll be happy getting hired, but if they're not fulfilled in that position, if they're not performing as they expect, as they expect they're just going to bring more stress in their life and they're not going to feel right. So it's both sides and I'm grateful to have met you and I appreciate the work that you do, Sue. And thank you for taking the time to come on our show today. Thank you. I enjoyed being here. My pleasure. Audience, thank you so much for being here once again. I appreciate you guys for being part of this show, helping us grow. 
and meeting wonderful people like Sue and seeing what she's doing. And definitely check out her information or website. Like always, all the information will be in the show notes. If you're looking to improve the people that you have in your environment, Sue, Sue is someone that you want to get in touch with. And thank you so much, everyone. Thank you, Sue. Thank you. Thank you.